0: Welcome to Fam the podcast. Welcome. Hey. Hey. What's going on? Nothing. Nothing.
1: Everything. I have a, cor- a correction from last week that I want to state um, for the record. Okay. I I um, I um um referenced a book I was reading last week and I gave the wrong title. So can I give that uh, the right? Shame, tip? shame. The right title is Eastern Body, Western Mind. I think I said Eastern World or something or Western. I, I don't know, but it's Eastern Body, Western Mind.
0: Okay, thank you for that. You're welcome. It's a good, good correction,
1: <laughs> which I finally finished this week. But
0: yeah, do you want to talk about your uh, your audible habits? No. So I got like three emails today.
1: <laughs> thank
0: you for your purchase. Thank you for your purchase. How many books can you read at once?
1: Uh, listen to it once. You can listen, listen to it listen as to many it once. as you want at once. <laughs> no, but i i had a I had one that I wanted, but um, I started listening to it, and it's not. It's a, it's like a um, like a course, like the, it's like the author is like just sort of speaking freely, like she's not reading her book. So I was like, oh, I'm just not in the mood for this right now. So then I went and downloaded the one I actually wanted. And then um, and then I was listening to Rick Rubin on Armchair Expert. And actually, I started that interview. I think it came out last week.
0: I think I think it was last week. And I had mistaken. actually
1: texted you and I was like, that interview had so much synchronicity in it for me. I couldn't even believe it. And I only listened to like the first 30 minutes. And I finally started finished, like I finished it today. And then I'm like, I think I'm going to see if, he, cause he has a new book that he's promoting. And so I was like, oh, I think I'm going to see if that book's available on Audible real quick. So I did and I listened to the sample and I was like, oh shoot, I got to listen to this right now. So I downloaded that.
0: Do you know what and the it's name really of that good. book is? And
1: I can't wait for you to listen to it. You, you're going to like it um yeah let me pull it up though <laughs> just to make sure i don't get it wrong
0: you know i typically listen to books in the car if i'm listening to an audible book and my air conditioning in my car hasn't worked for the last week and it was pretty damn hot for yeah. april so
1: you have all your windows down you wouldn't be able to hear. i can't book.
0: really hear i can't concentrate i can't hear it so it's been well, music for me
1: it was cold today so you should have been fine
0: today i did today um, i listened to does your heat work? Today I listened to almost the rest of the Dan Siegel book. I think I have like forty minutes left.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so I did today. Well, you'll have to wait till I finish this one, but it's relatively quick. Um, it's like a f- little over five hours. Oh, but you'll it's finish called, that by tomorrow. It's called the Creative Act: A Way of Being. And like Rick Rubin, like he's a music producer, right? Like I don't think he has yeah. any. I don't know what his educational background is, but I don't think he has any real training, like pr- like official training in like philosophy or. I, I'm sure he. he's very spiritual man but anyways it's i was like oh shit this book is he's saying all the things that i'm all he it's all the stuff that i'm into right now so um but i'm reading it from you know clinical psychologists and union Mm -hmm. analysts and he's just this guy and he even he even like prefaces the book like these are just my thoughts like this is just stuff i want to share like don't hold me to any of this but he's i mean he's saying all the same things that all of the greats say so it's good I think you're really gonna like it
0: I think I will and I I like the fact that you said it's like five hours yeah sometimes listening to a book if it's a longer book it feels like okay good this will take me a while and like keep me busy in the car and keep me like focused on something where I'm learning or Mm -hmm. you know growing in some way Mm -hmm. um but yeah I kind of I'm in the mood for like a shorter book because I could finish that in, in a week I could finish that in like you know, three mm-hmm. days in the car. If I listen to it, just start to finish.
1: Yeah. I, and again, I think you would like it. And you should listen to the interview.
0: Yeah, I need to do what that. Really,
1: what really um, pulled me in right away, not to like go too deeply into this, but he was just sitting there talking to Dax about how, like they were in the middle of their interview and all of a sudden he was like... And it's it's cold. He said he was cold and there was a fan blowing on him and he asked if somebody could turn it off. And Dax and Monica were like, wow, I just have to say how I'm impressed with you for being able to just say that. Because, you know, a lot of people, including ourselves, would just not say it because you don't want to seem rude or be judged for that. And Rick Rubin's first response was, what the hell do I care what you think of me? And they were like, well, yeah, of course, that's a great way to be. That's impressive. Like a lot of people would probably struggle with that. And so and then he went on to say, like, well, you know, that's the whole idea of creativity, like being a creative, like exercising our creativity. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this was also presented to me and in, from in another thing I was reading recently. And maybe every, everybody knows this and I just didn't. But the true like origins and the definition of creativity is just this ability to come forth and. It's just an energy of coming forth and putting, making the formless form. And I'm just, and so I was like, oh, he's, he's basically saying that. So he was, he said, you know, this is the art, the art of creativity is he's like, I just showed up in the room as I am, you know, I'm going to be me. He's like, at first, he's like, I got to know who I am and I'm going to be who I am. And I hope that you like me. But if you don't, I'm not going to change who I am so that you like me. I mean how elementary is this? We know this, but like <laughs> how much do we all need to say this and, you know, live this every single day.
0: Yeah. And I told you, I haven't listened to the interview yet. Um, that's a, another conversation. But when you told me that about the whole fan situation and I said, you know, I wonder if that has, it's probably been a big help for him in his career. Like that is probably one of the reasons why he's so successful at what he does with musicians, because I can only imagine that. And I would imagine a lot of, um, you know the top producers or you know um sound engineers or whatever they're able to be themselves and to say what they feel and not be like i have this major artist in here so i have that's this band exactly in here and i don't want yeah i don't want to so tell them what to do it's so funny you say that
1: because that's exactly what his thing is maybe i know maybe you already know this about him but his thing is is he just he tries to nurture an nurture an environment where artists can truly be who they're supposed to be and he's just like very big on like don't try to reproduce something that's already been reproduced like be you be your individual like you know yeah leave your your unique mark on the world and he also so that's what he also said too he's like you know that's my job is to you know be able to tell somebody it's cold in here and then somebody will say well how do you know it's cold in there like how do you know that you know your taste is going to be the taste of somebody else and he's like it doesn't matter I'm cold. I'm going to tell you I'm cold.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, well, Dylan, I don't know. I mean, I've heard of him before, but besides the Avett Brothers documentary that we watched, that's the only time I've actually seen any interaction or anything else with him. You know, like I said, I've heard about, I've heard the name. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think there's probably just that sense of just, this is what, what about trying this? This is what I think. This is like, but just in a very, very, he seems so natural in it. Like that's for
1: sure. He's like, highly evolved. Very comfortable. I, in so wise space. They've talked about the Ava brothers documentary, by the way, and documentary, documentary, documentary. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say?
0: Documentary.
1: Yeah. Um. So yeah, they talked about that and it was interesting because for some reason they brought that up and and now I don't recall the sequence of the conversation, but um, he, he's big, obviously he's a very spiritual person and, um, they just he's talked I don't think he's ever he doesn't use he doesn't drink and he doesn't do drugs but he says he's had mystical experiences he talked about some they talked about that but side note they were talking about spirituality and Dax was just again we've talked about this in another episode it got brought up again where he is like really trying to go there and how his therapist is like you're you're gonna have to eventually like admit that it's there or something I don't know surrender yeah I think that's kind of basically what he was saying but he was so Dax was admitted that there have been a couple of times in his life where he's experienced something where he's just like connecting with something bigger mm-hmm. and he says like contemplating the universe kind of helps him make sense of that anyways however he brought up that the Avett Brothers and the song No Hard Feelings and he really zeroed in, the, in and he actually sang at the end when they said, um, I have no enemies. And Dax was like, oh, that line was just like everything. I, I swear he was like almost crying talking about it. And he said huh. like, that's like a list that's a real spiritual. He didn't use those words exactly, but it felt like he was saying like, that's, that's one of those that captures that for him. Anyways, I just thought it was really interesting because... The whole interview... Well, it's,
0: it's, it's, it's fascinating, too. I can't because, even put
1: it into words because there's just been a lot of synchronicity for me in my life right now in this whole interview. I said to you last week, I, like, I said to you, I said, I feel like I'm supposed to be listening. This is going to sound <laughs> a little maybe too magical, but I said, I feel like I'm supposed to be living, listening to this interview. I need to. And then I did, you know, Get the book, and I'm listening to the book, and he is goes on and on about synchronicity in there too. And I'm, he doesn't use the word synchronicity, but he goes on and on about that concept and how they. You know, you are just like unique energy and this unique being and the universe has your back and like, it's, unf- we are like in a creative, ex- each of us is a creative expression of the universe unfolding as it's meant to be. And that, you know, we, there's signs everywhere. And when we start listening and we're open to it, we see them and we follow them and we need to follow them and on and on and on.
0: I'm going to have to listen. No, I, yeah. and I'm sitting here staring at you. You're probably <laughs> like, what is going on? I,
1: well, I interrupted you too. So,
0: yeah, and, and forget, I don't remember what I was going to say about that. But ultimately, I remember watching the documentary, and it's been a while since we've seen it with the Ava brothers. And there's something moving about that experience that the artistic process and the creative process. Yeah. And like, when, and I just have to imagine somebody that's able to capture that and kind of put their arms around it. Like, when you feel that in the music, when you get to, get yeah. the end pro- not even the end product but just that whole process when it comes together and you have something that's beautiful that comes out of it like yeah. it is it is soul moving
1: it is and you know what so what i did i on my way home from kroger i'm like i feel like i should pull up that song and listen to it right now and uh i did um that line i think about this idea a lot lately i think in the last few years I've had I've had to ponder this idea of I have no enemies because um, <clears throat> I've never in my life have had enemies. Mm-hmm. However, it seems that maybe I am some people's enemies, and I don't know how or why that happened. But and maybe I mean I think a lot of, that was new to me. I, I think I think most people probably say yeah I've had enemies in my life, but for mm-hmm. me that's like why is it that no matter what I do, it seems this person is pushing me off or like holding me back or like just, you know what I'm saying? And it's made me feel like confused about not having compassion towards that anymore you know what I mean like it's like oh I've had compassion towards uh-huh. that behavior I get it I see why it's happening and then I get to a point where it's like oh but now that is messing with my spirit and my yeah. happiness and I don't have compassion for that um I can be neutral towards it and turn it off and uh, and turn away from it but I've had to talk to my own therapist about this and you know it's an evolving process and I do believe that there's probably a point where I'll maybe I'll get there, but I have to be honest with myself. I'm not there right now, you know, <laughs> not as yeah. things exist. So it's not that I couldn't be, but it's like, yeah, as they are, uh, the energy that comes from that side, I don't have compassion for anymore. Right. I have, I have some anger and resentment towards because it's caused harm to me. So it just, it's interesting that it's almost like that song, like it just, it felt like more than a coincidence, honestly Mm -hmm. that they talked about that song and i and and dax had such a strong response to that line so i was like "Hmm, i need to ponder this a little more go ahead
0: i've told you in the past like when you when those people have that energy toward you Mm -hmm. that negativity that whatever they don't whether they don't like you or whatever else is going on like i like that's not about you and i've learned over time that it's not
1: about me but the behavior has harmed me
0: yeah that's that's what I was going to say okay. is that, yeah, it isn't, it it isn't about you. And you can, even if you know, it's not about you, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's still hurtful and harmful. And like, you can't sit there and just sit with that. Like n- nobody can do that over, especially over a prolonged period of time, right. you know? Right. So, but one thing that I was thinking too, because again, finishing the book that I'm listening to and stuff and talking about this concept of interconnectedness and we're all Together And we're all just different energies and we're, you know, Mm -hmm. which I can wrap my head around a little bit. Not like fully grasp that concept Mm -hmm. because it's still like trying to think of like we are composed of a bunch of cells together and atoms together that make up this whole thing. But ultimately it's all energy and how that forms in certain ways and creates, you Mm -hmm. know, my body and your body and who we are and our physical presence and stuff. But like I I told you this the other night and I I didn't mean it to be... um, to take away from your experience, but like you know, good and evil. What you know? Yes, there's clearly behaviors that people have that like it's evil behavior. It's terrible. We we know that. But a lot of it, I you know, I equate it to like there's your like your frequency and your energy doesn't match somebody else's frequency and their their energy. Mm-hmm. And like equating it differently than you're my enemy and I hate you. But it's like no, no.
1: I use that word very loosely. No, but
0: what I'm saying is, yeah, and like trying to take away that. A little bit and I guess it's I don't want to say dehumanizing, but it's taking it out of like the I'm trying to figure out how to say this, but it's like looking at it as we're just operating at different frequencies. Oh, hundred percent. Y- you know what I mean? Well, and that's
1: what I'm saying. That's where it be that's where it becomes a neutral and you just turn away. Like right. you stop like living in that space and negotiating with that space, like even if you're literally trying to trying to communicate with this person or convey something, or if you're just in your own head still like, Why is this happening? Why is this still happening? Like and trying to just, you know, battle it out in your own mind, yeah. you that's when you lower your, freak, your own frequencies. Right. So I do agree that there has to, that is that idea of like turning away. And I can have compassion and have understanding for why people do the things they do. But again, when it harms my, when it causes harm to yeah. my spirit... Like it's penetrating. I don't need to you, have compassion for you. Somebody not, else can have compassion for right. you. Like that's not my role. You know what I mean? Like yeah, the best I can do is let go of any anger I have towards you. Yeah. I, I don't, you know, compassion not not like not always necessary.
0: Yeah. No. And I can. I was gonna say there's, you know, there's always there, there are certain people that will just rub you a certain way. You know that that whatever it is, and it's not that there, there's anything wrong with them. Whether it's their, I don't know. Um, I don't
1: think I have. I mean, may, I'm sure I do. I'm sure, but
0: I think over time, I th- like there's, I, guess I said,
1: I think unless they're not in direct like.
0: I don't mean an enemy necessarily, but don't have you have you don't you know people that you're kind of like? I know this person, but I can only tolerate them for so long because there's something about their behavior or whatever sure. else that and just. I,
1: I know that I have that impact on people, but anyways, I, I feel like we're getting off track here, but because I don't know that that is like this essence of like what no, that I book is about yeah no, no I, was, I wasn't i was I sorry was just, i was going, just going else. back to like this idea that like full circle i was like oh and here i am landing on this song yeah. and thinking about exactly what he was even saying in the book and and what i feel like i've been experiencing a shit ton of synchronicity for the last several months and weeks um weeks and months um so i was like huh maybe 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 there's gonna be some further evolution in that area In the coming days and weeks and months for me, I don't know. (laughs) Um, You gotta listen to that book; it's good stuff.
0: I know, and I think that that's always it's like nice to come back to something that you're still on the same topic, the same journey. You're still focused on this, but Mm -hmm. to hear it in a little bit of a different way, to you know, just to bring it back again and kind of re center on that a little bit and like think about your experience that you're having and what your position is with other people well
1: he's okay so the thing is is like and i've been talking that uh, i feel like this comes up every time we record is that things just feel very exciting to me right now Uh i'm in a very like world of curiosity and exploration which is like exactly like what he kind of talks about too like life like every day Is an exploration, you know, it's an artistic pursuit. Like, we're all here for that. Um, so I guess my point was, is like, it was just another sort of maybe things aligning, like a little bit of light bulbs going off again today, as far as like my daily where
0: you're at, your journey
1: and journey. Yes, (laughs) so I just thought I'd share that.
0: No, I think that's always, I I mean, that's always fun though, because I don't want to say fun. Well, it is it's exciting, like you said, and I think sometimes that when you're when you're on a trajectory, you're on a path and you kind of you kinda come around, let's just say, the corner, maybe you miss your mark a little bit. Yeah. And then you do it again and again and again and you hone it in a little bit more and a little bit more. Yeah. And you you get it this wisdom or this information from somebody else that you're yeah. able to then then take.
1: Yeah.
0: And you you still have all of that experience that you already have and to get you a little bit closer to maybe where you want to be yeah. with
1: it. Well because of what started the Like the real like, oh, when he was speaking about when he just made when he just made the comment about being cold and then they were like, wait a minute, I got to stop you there. I'm so impressed that you said that. And he went on about, you know, well, that's a creative act and showing up in the world as you are. That has also been a very big theme for me lately. I feel like I have been told by multiple people that it's time for me to be my own advocate. And that, and I, you know, I look at that 1st I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I've, I've, I'm pretty good at advocating for myself. But like, no, they, they're they talking about next, like a different level of like, you know, expressing yourself in a real authentic way. Um, where in the past, maybe you've, you haven't, you haven't advocated for yourself. You've betrayed yourself. Mm-hmm. And um, that's, co- that's what's caused a lot of, of the stress and the, you know, got you to get to where you are now, where you're like, it's time for some changes, you need to do some exploration here. Um, What was I going to say about that? Shoot. (laughs) Darn it. It was something specific. Um,
0: I would like to say what you're thinking about. I agree with that. Okay. And you are much better than me at advocating for yourself, like without question. But
1: but it's i'm not advocating for myself if i'm ranting about something or there's a you right. know there's a compa- self-compassionate way of like truly knowing what it is yes. that what you're going through and being able to um, give yourself permission to have that experience and then and express it and put it out there.
0: So that's what I, that's what i'm trying to say is you're way better than me. Mm-hmm. But i think you're not and maybe i think you you're learning like you're not as good as maybe you thought you were or maybe you've always well, known it but maybe you're just about, getting to be i, listened, more okay, in tune I remember to it. what i was going to say okay
1: people it's it's presented itself multiple times over the last maybe 3 weeks maybe 3 different people have i've found myself in conversations and it was like that's weird you just said that like you don't even know that i've been pondering this you don't even know that somebody else said that mm-hmm. but I, I was um reading another book. (laughs) And um, it was that, I talked about it last time. Was it Belonging Yourself Back Home? Now I can't remember. Um,
0: Look for the correction in the next episode. Yeah,
1: exactly. She talked about dreams and projection and she presented it in a way that I had never considered before. And I have this reoccurring dream where it usually involves you or somebody like close to me, like very significant. And it's some scenario. It's always, this, it's always a different version of some scenario and um, of some same scenario where I'm like trying to get you to he- see what I'm saying. Like it's this whole thing and it always starts like, oh, I said this. And this whole, it, it always, this thing spirals out of control where all of a sudden all these things around me are happening and being done to me and I'm just getting angrier and angrier in my dream and to the point where the anger and rage is overwhelming. And it occurred to me that that level of rage that I have is a direct reflection, an equal amount, to the amount that I deny my own voice in my life. Mm -hmm. Like, that's coming up in my dreams. Like, I'm not, I've allowed things to happen, you know, or, like, I haven't, I haven't been able to express effectively what's happening inside of me or what I have to say or my thoughts or feelings about a situation and that's denied an outlet and it, manif- it it gets projected out in this way in these dreams. So yeah, I ha- so even if like you, I don't want to, I don't want to confuse advocacy with Rage and anger. No, I like, don't mean it like that at all. I hear what you're the saying. The opposite. Like I, I haven't been able to effectively express my thoughts and feelings. So then it comes out as this yeah. rage, and then my, my dream. It's so intense. Again, that tells me how much I've neglected myself in advocating for myself. And advocate. I use the word advocate very loosely. It's a gen- very global, generic term, but that word specifically has been presented to me a lot lately.
0: No, I hear you, and I've told, and I, that's why I've told you over over the years in our relationship and some things it's like you have a lot of shit figured out and you're a very intelligent person and like you should be confident in that and you should know when you're right you're right and like you don't have you don't
1: okay well you could take your own advice on that one but
0: that's why (laughs) that's why i said is you're way better at it than me like you're way better at advocating than me in Uh that way too but Uh at the same time like that's why I'm saying all of this See, coming what, like
1: there's it's twofold here. So in my dream, the the other person truly is not listening to me. Mm-hmm. So they're 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 an asshole in my dream too. Yeah. The 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 interesting part there is that I'm getting I'm reacting so strongly to it because mm-hmm. again that's where that's where that projection projection is is that I'm equally denying myself and so yes that's where I think in real life it's shown up for me too. It's like. And that's where the evolution has come. It's like I can advocate for myself effectively, even if it falls on deaf ears and the person I'm expressing it to wants to be an asshole. At least I have the knowing inside of me that I am standing in my truth and expressing my truth and my authenticity. And that's, I can turn away and be neutral, but carry on in my own truth.
0: Yeah, so I'll step back a little bit in what I said, because the way you just said that now, you've always been able to identify with me where I'm not being my own advocate. In Mm -hmm. many ways. Yeah. You've, since I've known you, you've always been. And then I get
1: mad at you when you're not too.
0: Yes. You've always been really good at that.
1: (laughs) Our couples therapist has always said, Jim, do you have any idea how much she is protecting you and looking after you all the time?
0: This is, this is what (laughs) is, is humorous and not at the same time about this is you are so good. And and we talk about this in many different aspects of our life, but at seeing it in me and telling me, showing me like, you need to advocate for yourself or why don't you, you know, why don't you do this? And Mm -hmm. like, this is what this looks like Mm -hmm. and i guess my point was like and it's like you're not practicing it either because it's really fucking hard sometimes Mm -hmm. it is you know but you're like i said i'm not saying you we're on the same level i'm just saying it's like it's kind of funny because having somebody
1: i think i would i think the part that the part that confuses me is that like and it does, there's no comparison, but like the first thing I just thought of when you said that is like the people that I think you should advocate to, I, I have no problem advocating to those versions of them in my life. So like, why is that so hard for you? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, there are some people I have a hard time advocating to, but it's like, there's, it's not like, it's not like a first degree situation where, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a little more, um. A little more awkward, <laughs> I guess is just the yeah. simplest way to word that. Yeah, I hear you. But, but it's, I, all it's all relative. I was
0: just going to say it's all relative, and that's that's the hard part about mm-hmm. it. It's it just, just like everything, it's yeah. always easier to look at whether yeah. it's your partner or a friend or somebody else and be like, I see exactly what you're doing. I know why you're doing it. Yeah. You shouldn't do this, yeah. but at the same time, like it's so easy to look at somebody else and see things unfold that you can't see in yourself. That's
1: fine. Exactly. So, again, without going... On a topic that we've sort of already discussed a thousand times, I'm just trying to like center in on the like maybe epiphanies around that that's this realization of what's happening in my dreams and how we can re- we can see those projections and get a real good like um measurement of where things are at. Mm-hmm. Like that's a really good way to kind of measure. Does that have, make sense? Yeah.
0: Have you started writing anything down from your dreams? Are I, you like okay? So a- I
1: have. So I have for the last few months. I've probably had about five dreams where I'm like, that was really, it wasn't just like, oh, I'm being chased by a tornado or, you know, like it wasn't like the typical stuff like where it was, there was just a lot of detail, a lot of weird things going on, animals, like things where I'm like, oh, this would probably be like a playground for a dream analysis person. (laughs) I have written those down. Um, But funny enough, uh, just a book I was listening to last week and then to Rick Rubin today both said the same thing like and they it's almost like it was verbatim like really encouraging people to write journal their dreams and they were talking about how like do it first thing in the morning like don't even turn your head because apparently when you turn over you can lose it so like try to like say it out loud process it before you grab your pen and paper so you can write it down because they go in and out so quickly, okay.
0: which makes sense. Yeah, because I can wake up in the morning like, oh my god, that was crazy! I had the wildest dream. I know. Two seconds later, it's.
1: I know. Like Isn't I can't remember half the details. So fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, but the psyche is a rich, rich place of discovery.
0: Yeah. So, what does it say if I've been having a lot of dreams about work? What does that say? <laughs>
1: I, I, I don't know, Jim. It <laughs> can, can say a uh, lot of things. I, I, <laughs> you're I'm, like
0: I'm just kidding what does but, it
1: say that I have five fingers what does that say about me I'm, I'm just, on one hand I have five fingers <laughs> what does you want
0: I was joking I'm just saying because there's like I you having these like crazy dreams and being able to relate them yeah. to like other things and I'm like I'm dreaming about like work stuff that's you know, not all the time I know, but, but we already just know that like, you're
1: boring and there's not yeah, a lot going on inside your head of as yours as an
0: MPC you're not yeah. programmed to do it's, anything more it, than right, just like right. live your daily yep. so that's yep. where I'm at
1: Yep. yes ha 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 so uh we just watched Lo- love is blind reunion and fin- finally that yeah that was way to go real. netflix oh we yeah last night was like a bunch of drama with that we waited i waited all day i was very excited it was supposed to be on live at 8 p.m and then 8 p.m comes and goes still not on
0: 15 minute delay oh wait um, then silence
1: silence then cricket. it's still coming hours. yeah and then today, I woke up this morning, and they said it would be released at twelve Pacific time. So that's three PM our time. But you said I had to wait for you to watch it.
0: I don't, don't admit What that. did you think? Don't don't,
1: don't, <laughs> don't tell anybody
0: else that, okay?
1: What did you think? I bet you didn't cry. I got teary eyed. You did. Yeah, but I, it's easy for me to get teary eyed oh, when people are talking about love.
0: There, there. You know, there are. There's one couple especially that, like, yeah, I just look at them and I'm like, man, oh, they're
1: adorable, Brett yeah, they're, and Tiffany. Brett and Everybody loves them.
0: I know. I, how can you not? So what, it's...
1: So I want to know what you would... Like, would you ever go on a show like that if you were single? Like, if you were... Rewind <laughs> like, now the, would I go on a no, show? No, rewind like. the clock. You're Let's say you're 35 and you, you're still no, not married and you're no. like, shoot, I really want to, no. like, find somebody. You wouldn't go. Why? Why wouldn't you go on that? Why? I
0: don't, well,
1: well... If it wasn't on okay. TV, would you do it?
0: Let me say this. If I could rewind now and go back uh-huh. to that point in time, me being who I am now... I think maybe I would consider that.
1: Okay, that's so that's what I'm saying. It doesn't okay. matter. Like I'm just saying you are you now, but I'm, you've never been married, you have no kids, you're starting to get a little nervous like, "Oh, my biological clock is ticking." Like maybe not. Maybe you know you're what? 23. I don't know, but you are a single guy <laughs> wanting to get married and find your soulmate. I like, would like
0: to say yes. I I the it'd be easy for me to say yes. I would do it.
1: Even but, if it, TV or no TV or what do you Well, think? that's the
0: whole, that's the whole thing. Is the other piece of that is really putting myself out there and being completely exposed to the T V, the editing and all that. And I know like, you know, they always say once you get into it, I think you kind of forget about a lot of the cameras and stuff. You know Yeah, but like like time. they spent
1: a lot of time talking in the reunion. It's like they put themselves out there and yeah. the world has a lot of opinions and like really right. I mean that would be hard for anybody with stand, I think. Yeah. Especially with social media. Well I
0: think that would be my thing is Almost not even with hearing the other like criticism or critique or whatever from hmm. other people, but just worrying about it. Yeah. So, and what if there was no cameras? Myself.
1: Would you sign up for an experiment like that? Like, you like if there's no cameras?
0: I'd like to say yes.
1: Okay. What would it? What would you appeal appeal to you about it?
0: I think I think what appeals to me about it is going in without knowing anybody or anything about them. I do think it gives you an opportunity to really just. Be who you are um, and not maybe not be so worried about, oh, I'm going to I'm going to see this person or, you know, I don't know. It yes. just feels like.
1: Yes, because you're behind. You're in pods. You can't see each yes. other. You just get to know each other through conversation. Yeah. And so. And
0: if it doesn't go anywhere, then it doesn't go anywhere. But you don't even have. That, I would.
1: Yeah. I would imagine that there's especially for somebody like I think I would have the same struggle, but I I do maybe you want to debate me on this, but you especially are so self-conscious yeah. of uh, being a real person <laughs> like,
0: no, that would be my biggest fear so was, like
1: yeah, like worrying about when I being watch yourself
0: when I watch the um the dates when they're in their pods and mm-hmm. some of them just either talking and it's natural and obviously there's hours and hours and hours of footage. And so who knows if it, it starts off and it's awkward and then they get, they're getting into a conversation and then over time, like that just evolves in. But yes, for me, that would be my biggest fear is going in there and like, if the other person isn't initiating conversation or really like. In- my
1: God, you might have to initiate conversation, yes. but the beauty of that and is, is would, that you don't, you don't, you have no, you're I know. not picking up on the mirror, mirror, mirror neuron situation. Like there's right. none of that going on. It would on. just be
0: my own anxiety, my own fear about how is this other person doing? viewing me
1: but don't but that but this wouldn't this be this is where I, the whole point of the experiment the intent behind it is that that is you asked that me. barrier is not there yes
0: you asked so, me if i if i would go back I'm, i know
1: but so i'm asking you would you rather just go out and date people like what would you prefer no. like it seems to me that this would be preferred to like having to go online and like meet somebody and like yeah. go out. like for you it seems like this would be preferred because yes. it's like all of those self-conscious barriers are removed
0: i yes i no i do i do think so i do think it would be easier for me and i feel like once i'd get to a point i'd start to open up and if i felt comfortable then would you
1: worry about the physical attraction not possibly not being present of course. Okay. Yeah,
0: no, of course. I mean I think there is a lot more I that's why I I do like it because I think there is a lot more than just the physical attraction, but I think that everybody that goes on there I'm sure is worried about that. Yeah. Some some are just like ridiculous about it though. Like
1: it seems kinda like intriguing though to have this opportunity to go and share your soul with somebody. Yeah. And like if potentially feeling like they're with it's without any risk. Do you know what I mean? Like Yes, exactly. It feel it feels like it seems like it would feel that way. So
0: for you, would you say that I- I'm assuming you feel the same way. Like you would rather you would do that rather than go out and try to do like the online dating if I that think, was like a, a I viable. Think I would
1: I think I would be open to signing up to it. I don't know that I'd want to do it for T V. Like if if it was just like yeah. an ex, you know, available out there. I think I'd be curious about it. I do I would be concerned about connecting with somebody and then like, and then not having the physical connection.
0: Yeah. I think my fear of rejection too would be pretty massive because you have, yeah. you know, 10, uh, there's actually probably more than 10. It starts off with like 20 people. Yeah. And so what it's are they like, to other if yeah, if you went and we're talking to 20 different people, then you kind of maybe narrowed it down and then you just got a vibe or feeling like somebody, nobody's feeling me. Well,
1: that's the world of online dating.
0: I know it is. Well, I yeah. mean, And as a guy, it's even harder than I think being... A female in some cases Why? not all cases
1: right what does that have to do with anything
0: okay maybe it's just my looks uh, no <laughs> because I, when we did online what dating I, when
1: you do online dating you never know if the person is just dating like you know that they're online scoping out other people all the time yeah. you know they might be having other conversations they might be going out on other dates oh that, so you still have that layer of like whoa I don't even know like know that how that, committed that, they are to me if they're interested like that side I mean? of
0: it 100% I guess my point is when I did online dating for the short period of time that I did I didn't get many okay but
1: either way did you know like at what point were you like is she gonna be going out with anybody else am I okay with this like should we have this conversation well fortunately
0: I my first real experience of actually connecting with somebody was you and so
1: I know but did you know that I wasn't dating other people like at what point were you like she's probably talking to other people like do I care do you know what
0: I did no I did I did care I felt like that's a good question and I think you and I talked about this before and you might remember I honestly and I actually don't. don't remember. <laughs> okay. Because I felt like the first day we met, like I wanna go out with you again was my feeling. I know I didn't convey that to uh-huh. you, clearly, but like
1: Yeah, you you did.
0: <laughs> but I didn't but I told you I, I want to go asked out with you first. That's all. You said, Yeah, do you want to go out again? And I'm like, Yes, absolutely I wanna go out. Like I would love to mm-hmm. go out again. What I'm saying is when I went out with you, like for me that was like, Oh, I'm gonna go out with this person until whatever it doesn't work before I go out with somebody else the thought of dating two mm-hmm. people and stuff for but, me was like did a you foreign think
1: about me doing that I
0: th- yeah I did and that's what I'm trying to remember when I went because I think we talked about it. I don't remember how many dates it was in where it was like I'm not dating anybody else are you dating anybody else like we had that conversation Do you remember,
1: I just had this I just this just came up for me okay. I just had this come up for me it just remind me of what a douche you are
0: we oh, were great. clearly,
1: like, dating, and then I was, like... <laughs> I, know I, I, I know what I you're going to say. I think I finally was, like... I know what you're going to say. Are you still on match? Like, <laughs> I don't... Like, I'm going to go off. Like, I, I, I feel like there was this conversation right. around, like... Will you close your account? And you were like hesitant. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like I was so offended. And of course, it came down to money for you because you had signed up for a year or yeah, something. W- and you were <laughs> and you were probably like, if this chick fucks me over, I don't want to lose out on the money I spent on this. Yeah,
0: I was on. The, it was like a three month <laughs> thing or something. And that was exactly. it And I wasn't on. I wasn't going on. There no, you
1: did the long one. Just admit it. I, I remember did you did because I? I think mine was three months. And I was like, well, I'm I'm canceling it. Oh, maybe and I You did. were like, oh, like maybe it was six or a year i, I don't, don't know,
0: know. yeah it was i was in- you know
1: you probably got like more bang for your buck of course it yeah, was year. like 12
0: bucks a month versus like 30 <laughs> bucks a month <laughs> I didn't think I was going to meet somebody so quickly, but yeah, I think I made my profile inactive or something. Like I wasn't going on there and doing anything, but yeah, I was like, well, I paid for it. So I may as well just uh, yeah, I keep so it. And I, went, I didn't realize, I guess I didn't even think about it like I mean, that, which is terrible. that's so
1: typical of you. I, know. Like, I was like, again, my first taste of you, like, really, Jim? Like, really? Yeah. And you're going to, and you're going to like make me feel bad about this. That's really yeah, that gentlemanly was, of you. That
0: was pretty terrible. I <laughs> I do apologize for that. A lot of self-reflection on that moment was when you said that, you was just, like, it's, oh, that's
1: Yeah, it's indicative of how you just, you're just out for yourself. You, you are always on the defense. Like, how is this person going to fuck me over?
0: Well, how could
1: this person fuck me over? I got to watch out for myself. I better be careful. I feel like you carry yourself like that. And, definitely feel like you carry yourself i know you do
0: i know you do and i struggle with that sometimes i do i absolutely do feel that way but a lot of times i don't a lot of times i actually think i'm more trusting and i'm more like yeah okay and you're like i don't know about this like i feel like i put myself out there more than you do in certain situations no i think
1: that it well i think when first of all and i say like The way I express, the way I view it, like, it's not an aggressive, like, don't, like, I got to watch out for myself. It's just, like, this, like, more, like...
0: (sighs) Being taken advantage of? Yeah, like, this
1: energy of, like, you're afraid that you're going to be taken advantage of or that you're a doormat. And so you kind of make that assumption as you enter any sort of interaction. And then you will... But with that goes the people pleasing. So when you say put yourself out there, I don't think you're putting yourself out there. I think you'll people please, but I don't think you put yourself out there. I don't think you put your like in that vulnerable like. That's fair. Way. That's fair.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I will listen and trust other people when I probably actually should be like, "Mm, no, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) you know, but yeah, no, to what you're what you're saying is it is it's, I think it's always been about the fear of rejection and I'm like, I met you and you're gorgeous and it's like, okay, she's probably not gonna want to like be with me long term or if she decides not to like yeah i already paid for this and so and that was ridiculous like seriously like there was no there's no rationale for that like it's it was it was really stupid and i fully recognize that because i didn't think about it that way which is I mean, I can look at it now in hindsight or just outside of I don't even it.
1: remember how far we, we were into dating before we had that conversation. I think it was probably
0: maybe. I had
1: to have been pretty early. I think
0: it was like a month or something. Yeah. It was yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't that long. And I had just gotten a match before. I mean, plus I was it was on there. it was
1: always fun to like in the first few weeks dating you and logging in and being like, oh, Jim's online. Hmm. Because they always <laughs> tell you who's online. <laughs> yeah. Who's he checking out? Who's he talking to?
0: Yeah, nobody, unfortunately. <laughs> And then I met you. I actually you, think so that was just out. the first couple of weeks. I was only on there for a couple of weeks. That was it.
1: Yeah. No, I know. I'm saying like first couple of weeks of us talking where I yeah. would log in. I mean, obviously I was logging in too, but like, I and don't... I would see that you. Were on oh, the right.
0: yeah. I don't, I, and I don't know honestly how I would have done with anybody else. You, you had been on there for a little longer than me. I mean, not like a super long time, but I mean, like you had been month, on there for like.
1: Like a month longer than Okay. You. Well, you
0: went on a number of dates.
1: Yeah, but. Okay, So my point two is, my point hear. is
0: you had a different, you had a mindset, like I'm on here, I'm doing this I'm putting myself out. Like, I'm just going to, we should just go out. Let's see if this is mm-hmm. something that's yeah, we viable. Already you talked know. About this. I know we did. I'm just saying that that was your approach to it. Like, I, I love that.
1: You loved it. why did you I love it? it?
0: Because I, I needed it. Because I you needed, needed what? I needed somebody that was not afraid to put themselves out there like you did, put okay. themselves out there. And unfortunately take the lead. Cause I know that sounds lame and that's obviously not what you were looking for, but like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're rolling your <laughs> eyes over here. I, I'm, I'm owning that. I acknowledge that. And I, when I say I needed it, like, I'm just saying you gave me so much comfort and so much, like, you just made me feel comfortable and not in a, like, I don't want to pursue you. I don't need to, but in a way, like I can do this. Uh huh. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: I'm sorry, it's such a <laughs> so
1: You're like, Oh, I guess I can go out and talk to people and meet them and have conversations. Okay.
0: No, but it was you. I mean that was the whole thing is you made it easy. You made the conversation easy. You weren't afraid to like reach out to me. You didn't play games. There was nothing else. Uh, see that
1: was before you ruined me. I'm gonna go back to that version of me. I'm just kidding. Will you will you please? <laughs> <sighs> before gym years. Um yeah so i don't know how we got on that the, the topic B, B, oh we were talking about love is blind so yeah. okay yeah i love that show obviously a lot of america or the world likes that show it's quite popular okay so
0: there's two it's, shows that we've been watching
1: the other one is a little like, it feels a little low budget married at first sight oh but we can't stop watching it um so same idea but that maybe we
0: shouldn't say <laughs> anything else about it but yeah there's
1: nothing else to say about no. that no because um, I wanted to know about how you took well you went on a couple to- college tours this week you went on one with Nathan and then you went with Christopher and Nathan yeah. this weekend we had a couple and... of
0: visits we didn't do two or, well we I know did, you guys yeah. just
1: yes and I, I didn't go and but I got to hear some funny stories so that was good but how was it from your perspective
0: I really enjoyed it did It you, was, you did uh, what
1: did you enjoy about it
0: I did Um, it's a new chapter for them and mm-hmm. it it's it just it's exciting again. It's like, I don't know, just thinking back, wh- when I went to college and went to Michigan State, I, I've talked about this before, like, I didn't want to go there because we lived overseas, I came back here, it's not where I wanted to go, so I wasn't really enthused and excited to, to go. Mm-hmm. And I'm just seeing the opportunities that they have, and I'm just excited for them to, and they still have another year, but to start that chapter, maybe not even start it, but just to get excited. It's like they're going to be grown adults Uh, yeah you know what i I mean which i don't like like there's it's definitely a you know brings up a lot of feelings but
1: did i tell you i think i told you i'm gonna bring it up right here though again listening to glennon doyle's podcast this week she had julia louis dreyfus on Mm -hmm. and they talked about their children becoming adults and julia was like you know she was a working mom and she was she just talked about like how hard that was to juggle that and then You know, but she said the one thing that I, for some reason, never occurred to me is that they were going to leave me one day and like how awful that would be and how hard that would be. And Glennon was talking so she talked about more about her son and he's a sophomore in college and she was like it was it's it was so hard for her it was such a rough adjustment she joked that it seemed like you know it was like she was like geppetto and she was like making him all the, you know all these years and then all of a sudden like he goes off to college and he comes back and he's a real boy <laughs> he's uh-huh. just like a different version and julia was saying the same thing it's like the relationship with her their adult children has changed so much it's very different like they're like friends um i know like everybody goes through this that has children but that really kind of like resonated with me too cuz i'm like oh that's already happening here yeah, as well yeah and that's that's and the, it's it's weird it's weird so
0: that's the part though that since we're not there yet it seems exciting but it's also, there's a, like a sadness to it too. But at, but I'm at that stage right now where it's like, like we went to Michigan on Friday. And Michigan, the campus is beautiful. There were, you know, a bunch of student act, you know activities going on. So there was, uh, you know, a lot of people around campus. It well, was a we beautiful are, day. I
1: think we are, we're there with Nick, for sure.
0: Yeah, which is totally different. And like, we've talked about this before. is like, when Nick went away, it's like this initial like, whoa, there's a, there's a big shift. And then we're going to lose... Christopher and Nathan at the same time. I don't mm-hmm. want to say lose, but we're going to go through that adjustment. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean. Like that, just, yes, we've already gone through it once. Um, and this is just going to be, it, it's just going to like accelerate. Yeah. Like it's like. But it,
1: well, and I mean, I feel like I've noticed it with Nick, especially like that idea though of like he has become an adult overnight. You know what I mean? Like yes. just, just even thinking about Christmas, like yep. he went out and got us a thoughtful gift. Like you know what I mean? Like it was just like, oh, you are, you're a real boy now. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, no, you have. I mean, like, you obviously no, but like it's seriously, <laughs> it's so heartwarming.
1: Yeah, and like it yeah. just, it's
0: this good feeling that just like you, you know,
1: it's not like there's a lot it's of it's not like oh, you have to go do this or this is like, you know, again, we don't usually exchange gifts, and it was just like oh, you went out and you did this yeah. and you put thought into it, but it's, it's just... Just more of this adult relationship there's just a and even just recording this podcast with him that time it's like it's you're an adult it's a very different dynamic yep. it's it's nice i like it like and that's what they were saying too it's yeah. very different but it's really cool
0: yeah no i totally i totally agree with that um yeah and it's it feels like
1: so christopher and nathan aren't doing those things yet and maybe they will when they leave th- and come they're back. not i know
0: and I, that's why I'm, I'm i'm like yeah i'm thinking about with nick and where he's at like I love it when we get together. There's just a different energy, a different vibe to it. Like, hey, we're going to go out to dinner. Do you want to join us? You know, let me check my schedule for work. And yeah, if I can, you know, I'd love to come, whatever. You know, it's just like there's this, yeah, there's this like desire to want to get together too.
1: Yeah. And it's, yes. And it's a a shift in the dynamic.
0: Whereas I think that's the difference like with the kids that are at home now. Hey, you want to watch a movie? I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? So
1: again, though, yeah, but... It's well. They, first of all, they do actually like what? Well, they actually they actually sometimes say we should watch a movie. Yes, I'm, but I'm just kidding. It like is still, it's not like they have something to nest. Necess- I don't know. I don't even know how to put this into words. It just doesn't feel like you're talking to an adult still. And we're not. They're not adults.
0: Well, because we're still- But with
1: Nick, it's like, yeah, no, I'm definitely talking to an adult.
0: But we're also not worried about what his daily schedule is and like what he, like he's got, he has his his stuff that he's doing. Uh Uh-huh. He's going to school. He's Uh going to work. He's, you know, he's Mm -hmm. got a girlfriend. He's doing all of that stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. The other kids. Yeah. Did you do your homework? Did you, you know, you Mm -hmm. need to do this. Okay. You practice after school, you know, and it's just like, there's this constant like parenting piece that even though they're self-sufficient in so many ways, that is still like this responsibility that is still completely there Mm -hmm. where that responsibility level is removed a little bit, a lot.
1: Yes. But I guess I would think the other way that I'm sort of feeling it too, though, is that the boys just, their schedules are pretty crazy and You know, track and field season has started and I just, for some reason, I just feel like that sport's just like, (laughs) when that sport starts, it's just like, it seems so much more intense than the others, even though I know it's not. I don't know why it seems more intense, but...
0: they're I, never home.
1: So yeah. they're on the road a lot. Like, you know, just like Christopher, he had he has to go to the school at like be there at six AM twice a week. He they has and then he has like practice after school and then he does like voluntary stuff for football. Back again in the evenings from seven to nine, like three or four nights a week. And then like this weekend he night. just you know, they wanna go out with their friends and it's just like I'm okay. Like I just it's just like you're you're always on the road. Like just, to me it just feels like it's not even that, like, I need you here. Yes, I want you here. But I, now I'm worried about you out there driving around yeah. and, like, <laughs> just.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I guess once they do whatever they're going to do, go to school or whatever's next for them. Yeah. Like, how is that going to change that worry that, you know, because N- Nick's always been pretty independent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's like, I'm, I've got this. I'm doing my thing. Mm-hmm. So I guess it just depends on where they're at when they get to that point.
1: Yes. But you know, it, but we that's where I'm saying like this year seems to be more of a transition into that. Yeah, I think senior I year is going to get even more intense where we see that. them less. Yep. But this has been like okay like yeah alright you're kind of doing you are starting to do your own thing. Yep. Not like as a, you know not like at Nick's level obviously but like do you know what I mean so there is a little bit of a Yeah. Hopefully this is going to help with that transition.
0: Yeah, and it was so Friday we went to I went to Michigan with Nathan and we did the tour and we were the only ones in our group of like 10 from Michigan. So that mm-hmm. was kind of mm-hmm. I don't know. It's kind of weird just yeah. because it was like, oh, okay. What did <laughs> you
1: wear to the tour, Jim? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, you you obviously know what I wore to the tour. And When you uh, left,
1: I was like, okay, I'm not going to say anything because he gets mad at me for picking on him all the time. And he's kind of irritated. With I had so a golf I'm shirt not, on. And he's being extra sensitive this morning. I'm not going to say anything. Okay. And then like two days go by and Nathan's like, Chris, you should have seen what, j- what my dad wore to the <laughs> it wasn't it was the next day it wasn't two days later i think it was that night i think wasn't it no it it was it was when you guys it was saturday night yeah so it was was the next day okay whatever it's when they were making fun of you on saturday when you guys went out to the other ones but anyways you look like you were dressed for golf golf wear. yeah pebble beach
0: casual work the easter bunny work casual (laughs) pebble
1: beach with the easter bunny (laughs)
0: I just wanted to look presentable. I thought that that was the right thing to do. It didn't matter, but uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't realize I was going to be so scrutinized for it. That's my that's my Europe outfit. So I hope you're ready for no. that.
1: <laughs> no. Not with that shirt. Not with the
0: shirt. Not that shirt. But
1: <laughs> all of them individually were great pieces, but together it was like yeah. woo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I had to make a good impression. Okay. <laughs>
1: You made an impression.
0: So I, yeah, so we went, I went to Michigan with Nathan on Friday. We did the actual tour, which mm-hmm. was like an hour and 15 minutes. And that was, I liked that a lot. That was really cool. I learned a lot. Um, uh-huh. We got to see a bunch of the buildings and, you know, campus and stuff. There's just the, the, the whole vibe. It's the spring vibe. The weather was, you know, for April was what, 75, 80 degrees. It was uh-huh. beautiful. Uh-huh. Then on Saturday we went to, we drove to Western Michigan University in Kalamazoo, mm. and we weren't there for very long. We were really hungry, and my car's AC is out, which really sucked. So, mm-hmm, you said that I did, I know. So, it was they're like, We want to eat, but we just walked around campus for a little bit, and I didn't know what to expect. I've never been there, and mm-hmm. it was nice campus, but it was pretty quiet. It was Saturday, so there wasn't really anything. And those are
1: more like Potential possible possible schools for Christopher, but yeah. also really just kind of like let's just walk around some different campuses. That's what I told see what them. What different campuses? That's what look I told like. them.
0: You need you need to have a baseline to compare to, and yeah. those are two potential maybe for Christopher. Yeah. So it was like you but know just what?
1: to try to like you know soak in the atmosphere because they've been to MSU and yeah. U of M a lot. Like we've just taken the. Case That's why there.
0: I wanted to go someplace different. Yeah. So it's like let's go someplace completely different. So we went there and then we went to Grand uh, Valley and that was a i mean that campus was really nice but it's kind of in the middle of nowhere it mm-hmm. felt like at least like mm-hmm. 10 miles outside of grand Rapids, so it's not in the middle of nowhere but it's just kind of like by itself uh-huh. um so the two vibes between them were you know same similar size schools but just very different because you could walk to downtown kalamazoo from western and yeah. then you know um but no i was I, I thought like either i guess that was the whole thing is like when you go and you stay when you step on a college campus and you kind of just have that feeling of it just takes you back a little bit
1: oh for sure and then it
0: just makes you feel like oh I could be here like I could do this and
1: then you're like oh wait I could be you know these kids parents because I am because I am (laughs) and so yeah it really puts things into perspective for me when I think about like when I was a freshman in college or sophomore junior whatever and like my friends like who had involved parents that would like come visit and like take uh, take us out to eat or something or like tailgate like they would they would tailgate so like they would like you know we would, we might like go to their tailgate and say hi or whatever at football saturdays like they seemed so old to me then but they are like probably our age
0: I, absolutely <laughs> absolutely well and that was like the whole thing like selfishly it's like any one of those schools i'm like Oh, it'd be cool to, you know, drive over here on a Saturday and go to lunch and Uh do this, you know, go to Ann Arbor, go to Kalamazoo, go to Grand Rapids. I loved my friends'
1: parents that did that. I thought they were the coolest. Yeah, and I was like- They would, like, host dinners for us and stuff.
0: Yeah, that just sounds like, I don't know, it just got me excited for, like, that's our next chapter, part of it. Yes. You know? Yeah,
1: yeah. And
0: then they'll probably be like, no, I got plans. I don't want to go out, so that's all right. We'll go visit the city and uh, stop by and wave. (laughs) Say hi, but- (laughs) Yeah, so that was the start of kind of the college, uh, just that prep mode, and yeah. it's becoming more real now. Yeah. And I know we've talked about it already, but it's just like, it's well, now, now it's kind of like, okay, we're doing this. As I opposed to just like, oh, this is coming. It's like, now we're, we're starting to do this.
1: Yeah. Well, don't get ahead of yourself. Don't want to mm-hmm. miss out on senior year because we're planning for college the whole time. I
0: know. Yes. Yes. I'm not going to, no, I'm, I'm,
1: I mean, I have a tendency, I, mean,
0: I have a tendency to over focus on something far out because it it's exciting and it's something to do and i gotta i i can't do that well
1: i feel like though for you it's not even so much about like better get a plan in place it's more like let's let's explore what's out there yes like you're enjoying the exploration yeah
0: no that's exactly it yeah oh this there's this there's this there's this like uh-huh. you can do this like oh this sound, and it's like yeah i gotta i gotta let that unfold is it yeah you know naturally
1: yes yeah yeah. So then we decided another trip. So we are, we had a lot of trips coming up. We oh are going God. to Washington, D.C. in a couple of weeks and then we're headed out east for Memorial Day. Um, And then we turn around and come home and maybe like a month later, less than, less less than, than, than a, a month, month later, later, we're headed to Europa. Is that how you say it? Yeah, sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sure, you can say it that way. <laughs> Yes, it's coming up very fast, and I'm very excited. I know. I I I keep saying it. I've said that probably I don't know how too many times, but yes.
1: I think that we should try at the risk of me feeling nervous about um, getting lost in in the tr- in the transit, and I think we should bring our podcast equipment over there. We joked about it before, and I was like, I wouldn't do that, but you know what? I think we should do it, Jim. I think we should do it. No. Yeah. What do you mean? We can take our the the microphones that you. Well, no, we should take all of our microphones.
0: We'll we'll figure something out. Okay, we're not lugging all these mics. We could take this, uh huh, and get like a, a like a small or take one microphone or something and just like we can figure something out. Don't worry about it.
1: Wow, you're getting really
0: we are not loading, worked up. not <laughs> We are not loading these mics in our suitcases. Well, but, but
1: you don't need to bring the mic stands. Literally, it's to those two mics. We could take the two other mics and that thing. That's teeny tiny. That's smaller than your camera bag. Please.
0: Uh, we Yeah, I, I'll, I, I'll figure it out. I already have some thoughts, so don't worry about it.
1: Oh, oh, you do. Are yeah. you going to bring your GoPro too? Are we going to go YouTube?
0: Definitely going to bring my GoPro. Are
1: we going to YouTube it?
0: Oh, maybe. No, but we are <laughs> going to bring the GoPro. Anyway, all right. All right. Got anything else for I us today?
1: I don't think so, other than that Rudy is still cute.
0: Yeah, he's adorable. He's absolutely, he just, he looks like a stuffed animal.
1: Yeah, and he's doing okay at puppy training school.
0: Yeah, he's doing pretty good. He's, he is very smart.
1: He's very smart.
0: Like teaching him commands and stuff, like that is not an issue at all. He's
1: very hyper. He's very hyper. (laughs) He's very hyper.
0: Which is, we've been told multiple times now, well, that's just a poodle. So.
1: Yeah, I feel like. That's
0: not being a puppy.
1: I feel like, you know, I did a real surface search online before we, said yes to him about what are poodles like and it was nothing but great things. You read
0: what you wanted to.
1: No, I did not see anything negative on the short searches that I did and I feel like I go on a walk now and first of all, there's a lot of other poodles out there and anytime somebody else has a he's like like i saw a guy the other day in the park and he was trying to wrangle his adult mm-hmm. poodle and he's like oh these poodles and like somebody else was somebody else made a comment another day when i was walking and i feel like the puppy training school lady is like uh-huh. yeah poodles and i'm like oh, what the hell guys like yeah <laughs> i i mean knock on wood yeah he's a lot and i i'm, I'm i i've seen worse i've had worse but he is he's smart He's very so, smart.
0: I've never had a dog like <laughs> run in the room like he does and jump up.
1: Oh, he jumps! Like, he literally bounces off the walls.
0: Yeah, like jump up on like the couch, like in my lap, like and he doesn't just like jump well, up on the no cushion warning. next to me. He's like he
1: just pounces boom, right on, on
0: me and then and it yeah. seems
1: purposeful. I know it's that's, a little <laughs> vindictive. Yeah, I've
0: never had a dog like that.
1: And one day he jumped so high in the air that he like landed on his head uh-huh. because he didn't have <laughs> his feet couldn't get back down in time. Like he's just
0: but then he like
1: he's related to you, I think.
0: But he does it and he like it's like. He hops off of me instantly. It's like this launching. I'm the launching pad onto me. And then he springs off and he's laying on the couch next to me.
1: You don't have time to react. It's kind of scary sometimes. It is.
0: We have to stop that because, yes, he could hurt somebody. Yeah unintentionally. Yes. Um, but,
1: and he jumps all over the kids cause they don't know how to command him. Yeah. Um, but he loves them. Oh yeah. He loves, well, that's what, and that's what the teacher at, um, puppy school said that like, you know, they're doing what they're bred to do, be family dogs. And I'm like, <laughs> she goes, he probably has a serious case of FOMO. I said, that's exactly what he has. He has FOMO all the time. Yes. Like, he won't even go outside without one of us because he doesn't want to miss out on what's over here.
0: No, but it that, that's the that it's annoying sometimes, but then at other times like you can be sitting there brushing my teeth and he just walks in and lays down on the rug next to my feet. I've never had a dog do that.
1: He's sweet. He sits he comes in and when you're sitting or he on the sits toilet. Right next, yeah. When you're on the toilet he comes in and he sits there and he's just perching waiting for you.
0: He he literally <laughs> I don't want to he leans against me like my knees where he's not sitting on his own. He's like putting his weight against me until he just slouches down and like falls on the floor and like lays down. Down at my feet
1: wait back up you started with wait i don't want to well, I'm, I'm
0: talking about going to the bathroom i don't want the visual i don't want the visual of it but it's it's just cute because he sits there and he it's does too he too just late. like we have the i know he,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway he is he's adorable yeah so but right. then
1: she like scared us scared me too with like his hair because well, she whatever. said I, I, I don't you know your piece they have to get shaved all the time because i get mad at it and i'm like no
0: well it, it is curly i can see and it's he doesn't shed so that's gonna happen mm-hmm. but that's why they say you're just supposed to bathe them every three weeks and get them groomed frequently so we'll just have to make sure we do that i understand i understand when she said you know set up appointments and like stick to a schedule and schedule them out mm-hmm. so that it, like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. makes sense to me because we've mm-hmm. never been good about that i
1: know anyway yeah all right
0: all right anything
1: else is there anything else I, anything else at all
0: there's a lot okay and nothing okay not for today and no okay So
1: are you gonna remember to play the exit song i am okay are you gonna say bye and i love you first uh, yeah okay i love you i love you bye bye <laughs>